Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. What's up, golf addicts? It's time. It's a new year. It's a new season on the PGA Tour. I also have the hiccups, so if that happens in the Centro, I apologize. But me and Pat had a great show. It was a lot of fun. A lot, lot of entertainment in this show. We've got a new piss-off Pat voicemail for you to listen to. we got some hot takes on the President's Cup. we got some... We got some web.com guys you need to pay attention to. We got some Safeway open breakdownage. We got some guys that we like, some guys we don't like. And we've got another story about grapes. Yes, grapes. And we're also going to update you on what's going down for the Tour Junkies this PGA season. Thank you guys for downloading the show. It's been two years since we started this wacky endeavor called the Tour Junkies, and we're excited about it. And we wouldn't do it if you guys didn't appreciate it and like it. So, thanks. Enjoy the show, and may your screens be freaking green. What's up, golf addicts? It is time for the first PGA Tour podcast and breakdown for the new season 2017-2018 season. It's the Safeway Open, y'all. I am David, your host. I've got my boy Pat Perry on with me tonight. Pat, what's up, man? You ready for uh, this 49-event PGA Tour season to get kicked off here in lovely Napa, California? Well, if you're ever going to start a season in any place, Napa is certainly... A wonderful place to start. As you know, I am a wine drinker, and I've been to Napa, and it's an incredible place. So these these guys, I'm sure, are going to have a good time. But you know what? I'm going to throw you off here. Oh, I, I, I gotta, love this. I got to sing a song real quick, because this song has been in my head all freaking day. You ready? I can't wait. See woo shaking that ass, shaking that ass. See woo shaking that ass, shaking that ass. God, that's just been making me crack up all freaking day. Uh, you sang that like a like a Waffle House cook. Shaking that ass, shaking that ass. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Yeah, thank you for doing that. You know. There's a lot of crap going on in our world, and you know, I, I don't. Uh, while we acknowledge it and we hate it, and we could, you know, we we pray for peace and we look to do things good in this world. One of the things we would love to do is lighten up your commute just a little bit with this podcast, and that's what we hope we do. And that, my friend, is a great way to start. That that if you do not know what Pat's talking about, he's referring to. The press conference, Jordan Spieth and the boys after uh, taking down the President's Cup yet again. Spieth 
sang that song that uh, was in the press conference that it was totally, totally caught us off guard, everyone off guard, but it was a great glimpse into a little bit of the personality of, of the guys. It was, yeah. it was an entertaining press conference. We, it really was. And, you know, I'm not sure if you knew where that, that the origination of that was, but they had asked him uh, some of their favorite songs that they were hearing on the first tee because apparently some of those those fanatics were making up some songs. So, you know, Spieth did not make that up. He, do, he doesn't get credit for that, but, but, but it was hilarious hearing him recap and sing it, and uh, it was pretty funny. Well played by the fanatics to have some songs for all these guys. That was that was well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, um, yeah. The Presidents Cup. While we're on it, it is what it is. It's kind. Of, it needs to be reconsidered, possibly eliminated. I don't know. It's just not. It doesn't have the history the Ryder Cup has. It doesn't have the rivalry the Ryder Cup has. It feels like a consolation event to the Ryder Cup to kind of scratch the team golf itch, and I almost feel like. I mean, I don't, I don't know. My opinion, and I haven't heard a whole lot of arguments on it. I could, I could be convinced otherwise. But I'm, I'm kind of like, let's just forget it. Let's just take the week off because team golf is is best played in the Ryder Cup format, USA versus Europe. It just is. It's you can't duplicate it. You can't. Um, I just don't think you can come close to it. And you know, there's some talent on the international team, but it just does. It just doesn't feel the same when when. Honor Bon Lahiri and Emiliano Grillo are on the team. I'm sorry. It's just not it's not a good squad. It's just not. No. And, and if if they leave the format and everything the way it is right now, the US will continue to dominate for a decade or more. Like I, I just don't see how that changes. Yeah, um, and, you, and you can't it's just like any sport. I mean, when there's there's no rivalry there, it's just it's hard to watch. I mean, it's just there's no there's nothing to get really that excited about. I mean, I love team events, and to be honest, I was more excited just to see how these Americans played, and I feel I figured out I, – I, I felt like they'd dominate, but I was wondering how Kiz would do in his first sort of team event, and I think that he obviously showed up well. He shined in, he, in all facets. In his game, on and off the course, he shined. Yeah. I think he also went a long way towards – you know, he's not going to solidify a spot yet for the Ryder Cup, but he—he was—he's got to be noticed. I mean, he's a guy that you really should have on that team, even if he's not technically—he—he's—he should be a captain's pick if he doesn't make it in that, you know, that group of eight. Competitive as hell, and the camaraderie was there. He got along with the team. He did you see uh, the he, pairing he with Nicholson coming? I mean, did I did not see that one coming, but. I mean, obviously, it worked out pretty well. I mean, they yeah. they played they played pretty well. It, the President's Cup reminds me; it's like for, it, they're force fitting something. And yeah. Yeah. the the best analogy I can come up with off the top of my head, and maybe you guys out there have felt this, uh, you feel the same way. I love funny movies. Like I love suspenseful movies and thrillers and dramas and all that. I like that too. I like a lot of different types of movies, but I love funny movies, right? I love to laugh. I love to like really get it all over myself and crack up at something. Now, my wife, Miss Domination, she's lovely. Um, she likes to laugh too, but she would much rather see more of a you know more of an emotional movie, a, a, a drama, a thriller, a suspense kind of movie. It's like like one of my favorite funny movies of all time is The Other Guys. 
and it's Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, and there are so many great lines in that movie. But it's like it's like making someone watch that movie. It's like, babe, you have to watch this movie. It's the funniest movie ever, and like you're built up about it, you're geeked up about it, and you put the movie on, and it starts, and and you're laughing, and like out of the corner of your eye, every time something funny is said, you're looking at her to see if she's laughing, and she's not, and you keep laughing, and then you're like, oh, well, this next part that's coming up is really going to get her and then it happens and you crack up and you look over and she's still not laughing. Like you're just forcing, like you're trying to make it work. And the, they're just, it's just not wired that way. She's just not wired that way. It's just not going to work. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a no, it's not going to happen. And I feel like the president's cup is whoever golf's governing body is trying to make it fit, trying to make it like the Ryder cup, trying to create this thing that just, it's just not there. I mean, you can't. It's hard to remember previous uh, President's Cups. You know, like, tell me something you remember from the President's Cup in 2015. I, uh, that Baldo played on the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we remember because we're all shocked. <laughs> yeah. We're all like, but actually, Holy. I think it was relatively close, <laughs> but nobody remembers it still. Nobody the remembers it. The only thing that it. I remember from the Ryder Cup, I mean, from the President's Cup, is the tie. Like when, when, when um, Ernie Els and Tiger went against each other to settle the President's Cup. And it got dark, and they just decided on a tie. Which even that in itself kind of that is, was nuts. Yeah, I do remember that. That yeah. and and the President's Cup this year on Saturday was extremely entertaining. It wasn't like it was close, but it was extremely entertaining with Spieth's rule issue and the rule the rules official uh, basically publicly, you know. Uh, slapping Tiger Woods down on that ruling. Yeah, um, I love Tiger Woods jumping in there, though. That was there. Cool. There was all kind of drama. You had Hoffman chipping in, and the you know clotheslining Chapel's caddy. I mean, there's all kind of fun stuff going on. But at the end of the day, like you're only going to remember. See, woo! Look at that ass! Look at that! Like that's the only thing you're going to remember. Come next year's pre- or, or 2019's Presidents Cup, that will be the thing you remember. And like that could happen at any event or. A different, you know, I, I just, I just think, take the freaking week off and don't let the Ryder Cup, let all that it is, build up for two full years. And even, even on Twitter, like uh, Mrs. Moose was good for this. Like people were tweeting what they were doing this time last year at the Ryder Cup. <laughs> like it wasn't even. Who cares about the President's Cup? All I know is my time hop from last year shows me at the Ryder Cup, which was light years better than what this is producing. Yeah, you know, like, that was like the one thing I thought about yesterday, and I, and and I did watch a lot of the pres- President's Cup because I, I I will say I enjoy watching team type events, and and it's even though it was a slaughter, but I mean even with the NFL on, I was still watching some of the President's Cup. But my first thought was. This is the one year anniversary of Bone. That was oh, that was yes. what I, that was what I thought when when I was watching that <laughs> that hilarious press conference. I was thinking last year at the Ryder Cup when they were giving another yes. pretty funny post press conference with all with the drinks in hand. I was partaking and uh, having a good time yes. as well. So. And Bone Bone arose. Bone okay. was born. I don't know if I don't I don't think I mentioned this. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Or maybe I did. No, I don't think I did because we haven't done a podcast other than the one with Lawrence Tynes, which you need to check out. But 
uh, when I was at Eastlake, I was walking. I had a couple people come up to me. Did I mention this about Lafferty Daniel coming up to me? I think I mentioned that on one podcast. Uh, at Lafferty Daniel, he's a Twitter follower of ours, uh, came up to me and just like said thank you for all the work we do, and he appreciated it, which was cool. But also, I was walking in a crowd, and some guy just stuck his fist up in the air and went, boom, and that's all he said. And I just dabbed him, and I was like, boom. And he just walked off. And I was like, it's become, it's, it's, it's catching. Like the dude just walked by and said, boom, it's, uh, it's, it's got a life of its own. It's, we're going to continue to grow this thing. But yeah, that's enough about the president's cup. It is what it is. That's my thoughts on it. I don't want to get too bogged down on it. We need to talk about the new season and the plans for TJ moving forward. We have a few announcements. Do not fast forward here. we got some exciting things we want to talk about. And some new places that you can find some fresh content from us. And uh, we're excited about it. So uh, we are going to continue doing some work for our boys over at Roto Grinders. The shot in the arm, which we did last year, which was basically a lot of written content and the chat room on Wednesday night uh, that was behind a paywall is no more. We are not doing that anymore. But major shout out to all those who participated in the shot in the arm and and bought the season pass and met us in the chat room every week. We loved it. It was awesome. Big like the chat room was one of our favorite times. We had a lot of good times in the chat room. Um, But this this year we're going to be doing a few different things for Roto Grinder still. And one of the one of the things that we're doing that I'm I'm most excited about, Pat, is we are going to do a free. This is free for everyone. We are going to do a free weekly breakdown video, and uh, it's going to go on YouTube. So you're going to get to see my mug and Pat's mug on about a five to six minute video every week, and it's strictly going to be picks, fades, and so forth. Like, not a big, long, boring course breakdown, not a bunch of stat-heavy stuff, but it's going to be picks, fades, GPP plays, that kind of stuff. And we're going to tell you who we like and why we like them. And it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on Rotor Grinders YouTube channel. You can check that out. I think it's going to come out on Tuesday afternoons. Does that sound, does that sound right, Pat? Tuesday yeah, afternoons? I think that's, that's probably what you're going to see. And I'm really excited about it because me and Pat have awesome new backdrops that we've ordered. And they're custom TJ backdrops. And they kind of fit our personalities and kind of what we like. They're not your typical, hey, I'm sitting, yeah, this is me sitting in front of a city scene in like Chicago. No, they're not that. They're they're out there. They're the way TJ would do it. So um, you guys need to at least check the video out the first week just to see, just to see our, our backdrops. So I'm excited about that. And that that should also be entertaining at least the first few weeks because we've not done anything like that. So we'll probably suck and there'll be a lot of screw ups. So it could be funny. Right. Yeah. The, the the first few weeks of stuff like that's always always the best. Yes. Then we then we get more crisp and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get in mid season form. You know, three or four weeks in, which is which is early. So we'll be good. The next thing that we're gonna keep doing is we're gonna keep the chat session alive. So if you guys enjoy the chat session on Wednesday nights that was in the shot in the arm feature, we're gonna keep doing that. You will have to be a premium member at rotogrinders.com to access that chat. But it's not a like once you're a member, you're in every week. So I highly encourage you guys to check that out. You know, the biggest benefit to the Wednesday night chat session is 
by Wednesday night, we have typically heard from any players and or caddies that we know on the golf course, and we've gotten their feedback on what's going on. So the chat room is key. It's a good time. We'll be in there one to two hours a week on Wednesday nights, probably around like 8.39 p.m. Eastern for an hour or two. So that'll be pretty fun. Uh, we're excited about that. But no, no other like written content for us on Roto Grinders, which is nice. I'll be honest. Like yeah. I hate writing stuff. I love the video stuff. It's gonna be a challenge, but I love it. I think it'll be fun. Our personalities are gonna get to come out a little bit on that. You guys are gonna get to see Pat like struggle on camera, which will be fun. Um, we want to do some zany stuff with that video. What do you think, Pat? Uh, it's well, I mean, just the backdrops in itself. Yeah, you know, it's worth the price of admission, which is free. It's very well worth it. And it might take you actually a few times of of watching us to notice all the little subtle details that make the backdrop Mm, so mm. just fantastic. So many details. Yeah. Yeah. So many details. I'm excited about that. Um. You know, so we've got seven, I think we have seven more full field, you know, anticipated DFS worthy PGA Tour events for the rest of uh, 2017. So starting here with the Safeway. So we'll cover every one of those. We will continue to bring you some guest interviews. We've got a couple more of those lined up that I think will be pretty interesting. The most recent one, if you guys have not heard our Lawrence Tynes interview, if you're sitting there driving and you're like, Lawrence Tynes, why do I know that name? Who is that? He was a kicker in the NFL for around nine years, I think, uh, was on both Super Bowl winning teams for the New York Giants. Absolutely tremendous individual. Like, I'm a big fan of the human that is Lawrence Tynes. He is funny. He is. He he says what he thinks. He doesn't hold a lot back. I don't know if you picked that up in the interview there, Pat, but he doesn't hold much back. He's a lot of fun. He loves golf, like absolutely loves golf. He's a PXG brand ambassador. Um, also works for Wheels Up currently, which was very interesting. They have a great deal with a lot of PGA Tour players. So we had like a 45-minute conversation with Lawrence Tynes. I, it's posted up right now. You guys need to go listen to that if you haven't already. We talk about some funny stuff, really funny stuff in that in that interview. It is explicit, so hide your kids, hide your wife, just just know that. Uh, but I love. I'm a new fan of Lawrence Tynes. Like it was a lot of fun. A lot yeah, of fun. It was definitely um, it. And obviously, all the other guest interviews that we've had throughout the year are on, and we will continue to load those up. And we might have a strategy show here and there. We might do something like that. Just depends. But you know, but we'll be here every week. There's a contest. For sure, you can you can count on that. Um, anything anything else in in the way of like podcast? Pa- well, obviously, we're going to continue to do podcasts next year, uh, and Roto Grinders will have our podcast on their feed as well. If you if you need to check it out there, but we yes. prefer you listen to it through ours. But you know, it is what it is. Um, anything else I'm missing with that, Patrick? Patrick Perry? Uh, I think that's that's it. Hey, what do you? Uh, what's your podcast juice tonight? Uh, I got a little vino tonight. What kind of vino? Rosé? I'm drinking a rosé. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm eventually going to get every guy that thinks that, you know, you've got to try a good rosé. I have tried one. And it's you didn't like gay. it? No, I didn't. Mm. Mm. Okay, we have another, we have another well, how really. About, well, how about you? I didn't, I didn't get to ask you. 
I'm drinking straight up bullet bourbon with lime. Nice. Straight. That's good stuff. That's straight good stuff. and neat. That's it. Just boom. Boom. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's starting to kick in. I'm feeling, I'm feeling right on time right now. Good. Uh, one thing we need to talk about, dude, is the t-shirts that we have right. Listen, don't fast forward. We have some limited quantity, one-time issue, hashtag who lit the kids t-shirts that are fucking fire. Okay. It is the Kiz Khalifa shirt. Not Wiz Khalifa, but Kiz Khalifa. <laughs> and if you know who Wiz Khalifa is, then imagine Kiz's head on Wiz's very tattooed body. It is fire. It is Kevin Kisner approved. He loves it. Freaking loves it. It is Callaway approved, which we which shocker. Like big time shocker. Yeah. Pretty sure I I, I mean when we had Callaway on the hat, I did not think it was gonna get approved, but it got approved. So props to Callaway for that. Thank you. And it's just awesome. But we are gonna do one run of these shirts. Like that's it. And right now you can go on tourjunkies.com and pre-order your shirt. They will ship sometime in November, is the plan. They fit exact they're the same shirt as our David Tour Junkie shirts. So if you have like the red or blue, the David shirt. Um, or if you had some of our older Golby and Tour Junkie shirts, they fit like that. So very comfy. Um, very, comfy. very comfy, very, very comfortable material. Uh, and they are twenty five bucks. I know it's a t shirt, but listen, there there are literally going to be less than a hundred people on the planet that have this shirt, and it will say hashtag Who Lit the Kids, and then a picture of Kids Khalifa. It's just, I'm just telling you, it's a collector's item. It is a freaking awesome shirt. I, it's my favorite shirt we've done so far, hands down. Favorite shirt we've done so far. So pre order that right now, like ASAP. Get as many as you need to get because once it's done, we're probably done with them. That's a big deal. Um, anything else? Anything else, buddy? Mm, I don't think so. No, that's about the only thing coming down the pipeline in the store. I mean, we'll have some new stuff coming next year, but um, random thought. You remember how, like, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about you saw somebody shipping grapes for eighty dollars? Yeah, actually, it was more than that. It was over a hundred dollars. Oh, I, I had a grape issue the other day, and it and I thought about that. <laughs> Wait, you had a grate or a grape? <laughs> a grape issue, G R A P E okay. issue. <laughs> I'm in Publix, and I'm in a hurry, and I need to get grapes. And I like the dark grapes that are like, like the dark, almost black grapes. You know, they're like really juicy. And I just see these dark grapes, and I just grab them. I'm in a hurry. I grab them. I take them home. I wash them. I pop a few in my mouth. They're freaking bubblegum flavored grapes. Have you heard of this? Wait. There's cotton, the cotton candy, right? Yeah, I've heard of the cotton candy, the green cotton candy grapes. I've heard of that. These are bubblegum flavored grapes. And let me just say they're awful. They leave a weird aftertaste. They're awful. But I'm like, why is this a thing? Why are flavored grapes now a thing i just want regular ass grapes just that's give, what i yeah, want I mean, I, give you a, but, give us a normal grape 
And then I, I looked on the package and like in small letters, it's freaking telling me it's a bubblegum grape, you idiot. And But who would know because it's sitting there next to the regular grapes and they're just, they just look like regular grapes. There's nothing that says, hey, here's the, here's the f- stupid flavors. Take your pick. Like grapes are like Skittles now. Like you have to be really careful what color bag you buy because you're going to get this different tropical aftertaste. And it's really bad. It just made me think of your $100 whatever grape shipping ordeal. <laughs> Maybe. Like, what, what if the person that was expecting the regular grapes that someone else paid over $100 to ship to them got the bubblegum grapes? And they're like, what the f- is this? They got bubblegum grapes. You know yeah, what I mean? Be, yeah. Anyway. Um, that was a pretty random thought, though. Yeah. That leads me to a segment I really want to keep going all year. But listen, people. I don't understand what is hard about this. Like, if you're driving down the road and you've you've already listened to the podcast, fantastic. But pick up your phone and dial 706-6-ADDICT. A-D-D-I-C-T. 706-6-ADDICT. Okay? And leave us a voicemail. I don't understand what's hard about that. But we, we've got some voicemails on, on, on cue, on standby, ready to go. And I know it's NFL season and all everybody can think about is football, but we need you guys to do this. I need somebody to piss off Pat, which is the new segment, hashtag piss off Pat. And no one's been able to do it yet. No one's been able to do it successfully, although Mrs. Moose had a really good had a really good one, but you just can't be mad at Mrs. Moose. Had 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 someone else done that one, I think it would have been successful. But Mrs. Moose, no bueno. We just like her too much. Um but we just need you to call in and find something that will piss off Pat because I'm ready to see I'm ready to hear Pat rant and like get on a get get going. It's entertaining if you haven't heard it before. It's pretty entertaining. And we've only got, you know, a handful of of people who've done it and and I'm going to pull one up tonight that I do think is actually pretty good. There there's it's a pretty good effort. However, well well I I don't want I don't want to I don't want to. I don't want to skew your judgment beforehand, but I'll give you my thoughts on the mistake this individual may have made in pissing you off successfully. I think they were very close, but they might. They might piss you off. I don't know. I don't know. But I, my guess is they come close, but no cigar. So, okay, are, are you ready for this one? Yeah, I, I'm ready. All right, all right. Here we go. Piss off, Pat, and let's let's take a listen. All right, here's my piss-off Pat segment. God, I hope nobody takes this personally. Uh, This is Carl Westford with Coach Fox, or in the name Coach Fox. Um, I'm a regular follower. All right, here we go. Top five reasons Pat ain't all that. Number five, when he... No one sees any muscle. Number four, he did the one thing you can't do on a podcast. Fall asleep. Number three, his parents gave him a girl name. Number two, the big freeze is a tactic often employed by his wife. And number one, the nitty gritty dirt band said it best. Augusta, Georgia is just no place to be. Boom. Okay. Okay. There we go. That's that's our that's our voicemail. 
And the first thing I want to say is I'm thrilled that Carl actually told us his name, which <laughs> is, I believe, a first for the entire Tour Junkies podcast. I'm, I'm pretty sure. It may, other, than like Miss, other than like Moose, he's called him before and done random stuff. But you guys never leave us your name, but Carl successfully left his name. Thank you, Carl Weatherford. We appreciate you, first of all, because I do remember, I do know who you are. You follow us on Twitter. You like our stuff. You retweet our stuff. Uh, We always notice it. We appreciate you, buddy. And we appreciate you engaging with the show and leaving a voicemail. But Pat, you know, he said there are five reasons why basically you suck. (laughs) Okay. First off, there's one thing is he was too nice, actually. He, he kind of like prefaced it with... That's the mistake. That's yeah. what I was going to say. You That's can't, the mistake. You can't do that. So, nope. Look. Yep. Now, he made a couple points. A couple points that, that started to get under my skin a little bit. One... I, I knew they would. I knew One they would. was the girl name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was the one I thought was going to really right. piss you off. Listen, but I've lived with that my entire <laughs> life. And uh, let me tell you a story about that. So, if anybody knows, well, has, all right, so, my wife calls me Patrick, Mm. okay, ever since we started dating, ever since we've been married, she calls me Patrick, not Pat, and the reason is because, exactly what Carl says, is she thinks it sounds like a girl name. (laughs) No, she doesn't. Oh, my God. So, so look. Even my wife thinks the same thing, Carl. So I, I that I is know. amazing. Yeah, and, and now, I have never known that. God love. I love her. You know, we know I love her. We we've, we've been together a long time. But uh, yeah, so that she calls me Patrick. But but when did that come up though? Like when you were dating? Did it come up when you were dating? Was she was oh, she yeah. call you? It was very early on. I mean, she how early? Like, are we talking like second date? No, first we're, we're date? talking like within like a month of dating, and it was clear. I mean, how, it wasn't how did like, that? How did that go down? Like, did she just say, "Hey, listen, I like you. I want to keep dating you." However, your name sounds like a chick, and I'm going to call you Patrick. It, pretty much exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Sally is a savage, savage Sally. She is. Well, let me tell you something. If oh only, my you, if only you knew. If only you knew. But but you know what? That's one of the reasons I love her so much. Um, your 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 brother, your twin brother, who I effectively call Directv Perry because we think he's better than you in every sense of the word. Even got the better name. You got the girl name, and he got Chris. Well, actually, though, if, do, you, do you remember the the SNL, the old Saturday Night Live uh, skit with uh, Pat? Yeah, of course. It's Pat. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you, do you know who Pat's significant other was? No. Chris. <laughs> because, and it was always, what was the deal with Because Pat? it could, could be a, it could be a, a short for like Christine or Yeah, it could be a, Kristen. a male or a female. You don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. So technically you're wrong with the name thing that you're. Well, yeah, but no, no. Well, I mean, his, his number five reason was you don't have any muscle. Is basically what he's saying, which I didn't really think that would bother you that bad. Number four, that you 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 did the number one thing you can't do on a podcast, can't fall asleep. I, you basically now wear that as a badge of honor. It, it is what it is. You fell asleep on someone else's podcast and snored into the microphone. Yeah, I'll Pretty, totally own up to it's that. It's documented. One. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
I'm not it's awesome. But uh, it, you do wear it as a badge. It's like a scout badge. Number three, the girl name. I knew that one would get you. As soon as I, as soon as you said that, I was like, ooh, <laughs> that 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 could make that could have some progress. Number two, you said the big freeze was something that your wife has done, which he's he's poking fun at your dry spell 2k17 streak where basically we all know what happened there if you've been listening to the show for a few months you know what what that's about which i thought that was clever it was clever good good little dig but i didn't i didn't think it would quite get there and then number one he talked about augusta being a crappy place to live and a crappy place to be you know listen you live in augusta long enough you've kind of heard that before but you yeah, gotta, that's where Augusta, the whole. That's where you know they say uh, Disgusta. So yeah, Augusta is like Lacroix. Do you drink Lacroix, Pat? No, I don't. I don't like that stuff. I've tried. Okay, it. that's why. Like Augusta is an acquired taste. I I should do an ad for Lacroix because when I first tasted Lacroix, I hated it. I thought it was completely awful. Someone told me it was an acquired taste. You have to drink one or two, and I did, and now I love it. I drink it all the time. So Augusta's kind of like that. Like you can't just. And there's so many different suburbs of Augusta that you, ha- you have to kind of get a feel for with it. So I knew that one wouldn't mess you. I, I knew number three was going to hit you, was going to hit you kind of close to home. So he came close. I do think exactly what you said. The cardinal sin, Carl, was, and for future piss-off Pat um, attempts, you came in way too night. When you said, like, man, I hope this doesn't offend anybody, like, I get that. You're a nice guy, Carl, and I appreciate it. but you should have come in like balls to the wall guns blazing and just be like listen i'm about to drop something on you boys this is this is it and you just go you just hit it but when you prefaced it with that it was like oh like carl you know he's he's kind he's he's a nice guy you know like he just doesn't yeah so like, i could give you people some hints but i'm not giving you any but yeah there, so, there's, so there's just some but Carl touched on Carl touched on a little nerve there with the name. I know he did. He did. Oh yeah, yeah. So so good good effort, Carl. And listen, we will give a TJ swag item to the first listener who can effectively piss off Pat, like truly piss off Pat. So so far we're like over three. I think I think that's three. I think we're over three. So, but Carl was the closest. I think Carl was the closest. Would you agree? I would. Good for Carl, okay. but I'm okay. not Good. sending him anything. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not shipping him anything because he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't quite get there. All right. Well, in other news, they're playing a golf tournament this week, and it's called the Safeway Open, and it's in Napa, California. Pat, you've been to Napa. Your 10-year anniversary was in Napa, California last year. Hey, wait a minute. Two years Hold ago. On. That was two years ago. Speaking of anniversaries, speaking of two years ago, two years ago, the Tour Junkies launched our very first podcast two years ago. Can you believe it? That is right. Yeah. God, it's hard to believe, man. Two years ago, we launched the very first podcast. And let me just tell you, it was terrible. We, 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 maybe we'll do a separate show. I don't want to get into it right now, but maybe we'll do a separate show for just newcomers that is kind of like, like a little history on how this whole thing happened, how it started. Some of the cute, you know, some of the questions that people have asked us about starting it, and then like we'll catch you up on maybe some inside jokes. That way, like when you hop in, all of a sudden in the middle, you're not lost. Maybe we'll just do that, or maybe nobody cares, and we're just doing that because we're just doing it. <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe the latter. Anyway, the Safeway Open's being played this uh, this week in Napa. Pat, why don't you hit us with the course breakdown for old Silverado? Yeah, so we are at the Silverado Resort, the North Course. Up there in Napa, just beautiful country. Love it. Uh, course is playing just under 7,200 yards, so not very long. It's a par 72. Robert Trent Jones designed course. Uh, you did have Johnny Miller come in, and I believe in 2010, and um, kind of shake it up a little bit. I don't want to say redesign the course, but just kind of, you know, redid a little bit to it. But you know, it's a it's a it's a fairly easy course for these guys. I think as they've gone along the last few years, they've 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 figured it out. The strokes, uh, as far as like scoring and everything it's it's improved almost every single year here um poana greens uh by the way two years ago i would not have said poana yes 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 two years ago very first podcast one of our first podcasts for the safeway what did you call it uh poa annua (laughs) (laughs) you dead serious said well and this week on the greens we've got poa Annual greens, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" (laughs) So, Poana greens—they—they run relatively quick. I mean, it's not—I mean, you're not talking Augusta National quick, but I think you know they're going to be—they're going to be running running pretty good. Um, You know, I think these—you know—the key out here is going to be scoring. Obviously, you've got four reachable par fives, um, so they should be able to score on those. Um, you know, the, the, the fairways are, are relatively hard to hit, but still it's, it's, it should, you got to shape shots out here. So it's, I don't really think it favors, you know, particular player as far as bomber versus, um, short knocker, you might say. And you look at the past champs, you had Brendan Steele last year, not necessarily known for being too long. Um, you had Emiliano Griot in 2015 with his first victory. Emiliano! And then you had Sang Moon Bay, who is Hey-o. back. Is back. I'm pumped about that. I am so excited about having some Sang Moon back on tour. Yeah. One here in 2014. Another guy, not particularly long, very solid player, though. So um, I'm, just, I'm so excited about him. Um, so stats, I'm looking at par 5 birdie or better percentage. Also, if you looked at the last few years, proximity has been something you see the leaders do quite well in. Uh, as far as the strokes gained stats, approach, and putting, uh, those are going to be key for me in strokes gained off the tee because you got to drive it pretty well here. So that's, that's about it. Oh, I will say weather. Now, we're, we, 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 we tend to cut, cut out the weather a little bit. God, you just can't help yourself. I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, it's hotter than normal up in Napa. So yep. I don't Try. know if that'll, it, it, I don't know if that'll play too much of a factor. Wind's not going to matter at all. Um, it's always nice as far as that. you don't really get too many weather issues this time of year in Napa. So there you go. I am, you know, I, I'm a fan of this course. I kind of think, I think it's a good golf course. It, it's not that long, like you mentioned. It is a little tighter. The fairway's a little tighter than tour average, if you look at it. The rough doesn't get much higher than like three inches, though. So I do think if you can bomb it relatively well and not like really screw yourself, you'll be okay. But 
it opens the door for just about anybody to really compete here, which I like. Um, you do have POA greens, which I think are important. You mentioned par five scoring. I think that's very important. Obviously, par 72, you got four par fives on the course. They're all reachable by everyone in the field. However, you know, you got a bomber who really gets moves one down there and they're hitting, you know, a mid iron into some of these greens to set themselves up for eagle, which I think is is something to consider. So I'm, I'm a fan of that. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, I think it's worth noting as far as weather that it has been rather dry. And so as a result, it's going to play different. If you look at course history, like last year was a very wet year for Napa and the course played differently. If you look at 14, 15, and 16, I think that's a little more accurate representation of how uh, this course is going to play. But overall, it is a scoring course. There's going to be a lot of birdies. Um, you know, I think somewhere between 16 and 20 under are going to win this thing. So you're going to have you're going to have some birdies and eagles out there. It's uh, it's interesting. You know, to note, we've uh, so so. I am going to also look at other than par five scoring. I mean, strokes gained off the tee is is something I'm going to look at. Um, I do like the approach and proximity number, and that's about it. I'm not doing a whole lot of putting weights. Me personally, you mentioned that I'm just not with the Poa greens. I'm not. And and what one thing that Silverado has proven is you you've got to hit the green in regulation. If you don't hit the greens in regulation, you're going to have a tough time. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's it's I'm I'm not gonna wait real heavily scrambling or or putting stats. It's just can the guy get there from tee to green and set himself up for for a putt? You know, poa greens are pretty unpredictable at times, especially later in the day. They're gonna get funkier. So if you're doing any kind of first round leader betting on Thursday, definitely take an AM guy, which is what we would recommend anyway. So if you want to bet first round leader on my bookie, there you go. Check that out. Um, you know, uh, one thing to, to think about, and we haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but, you know, you've got a lot of web.com guys hopping in the field. You had 50 guys from the web.com secure a PGA Tour card. And, you know, we, we'll talk a little bit more about those guys as the as the swing season gets geared up. We'll even do, um, we did this last year, Pat. I'm, I always like this time of year because I can do web.com grad superlatives. And those are fun. Those are on our Twitter account. If you're not following us on the Twitter machine, it's at tour underscore junkies. And um, those those are, I just enjoy doing those. So you got some web.com guys, some new faces. You got a lot of guys who are in, the t- in those 50 from the web.com who have been on tour before. Like your Jonathan Birds, your Jonathan Randolphs, probably another guy named Jonathan, Alex Chaka, uh, guys like that who've been on tour before that, that, have locked in a car through the web.com finals or finished in top 25, whatever. But you do have some other faces that you've probably not seen before. So you got some of those guys in here and the swing season is where we can take advantage of some of those guys that are lesser known. Their odds are going to be skewed. Their pricing on DraftKings FanDuel fantasy draft will be skewed and you might be able to, you know, catch them while they're hot. We've seen you know, web.com grads come out and win in the fall swing season. You mentioned Emiliano Grillo in 2015 won this event. Last year, uh, Cody Gribble won an event in the fall swing. So Smiley Coffins won an event in the fall swing coming off the web.com. So those guys can pop. So I think that's important. Um, anything to add there, Pat? 
No, I definitely agree. I mean, I think we and we talk about this when you when you get to the early part of the season when we get we roll the calendar into 2018 is just looking at these guys that, that nobody's really paying attention to. That's definitely the time to take advantage of it, and it starts now. So we're gonna see what happens. There's a lot of guys out there coming off the web.com that are playing some very good golf. I'm surprised you didn't mention Chesson Hadley also. Who's, um, yeah, that's true. That's true. He's, he's obviously been on the PGA Tour before. And if you go to wherever you download our podcast, you can listen to our Chesson Hadley interview that we had a couple months back. Very funny. Very funny guy. Like, sneaky funny dude. Big fan of Chesson Hadley. Looking forward to seeing him back out on the tour this year. So. Um, all right, well, so here's the deal. We record on Monday nights. It is what it is. DraftKings doesn't have pricing because they're not flexible enough of company to take, you know, the tour the web.com finals that finished like 12 hours ago and then produce pricing. So FanDuel and Fantasy Draft followed suit, so we don't have prices. There's really not even a whole lot in the way of odds, so I guess I can't be too mad at them. So we did some research and we're just going to talk about some guys we like and we're not sure where they're going to fall on price. This might be a great week for you to you know, engage with us on Twitter and through our email. Listen, you can email us, info at tourjunkies.com, okay? Info at tourjunkies.com. If you email us with a question about the Safeway, we will commit to doing whatever we can to answer all of the questions that come in before lineup lock on Thursday. I will make that commitment to you. So, if you know, if we mention a guy that we like tonight on the podcast and they come out and you feel like they're overpriced or whatever, you can email us and say, "Hey, do you still like this guy at this price or what, you know, what do you think?" Any question you have, email us info@tourjunkies.com. We will try to get every single email answered. I feel like Honestly, Pat, we've been doing this two years. I'm pretty positive that there's not been an email come through in two years that we have not responded to. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I would agree. We, we respond to every email that we get sent. There might be one or two that have just, like, for whatever reason, slipped through the cracks. But we're pretty good about emails. So I, will I make would that almost be willing to, to make this. If, I you're, would, if you're a listener... Well, I can't say that. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> what? I was going to say, if, if you're a listener and you've sent us an email and we haven't responded, I might throw you throw some swag your way. But then, I don't know, we could get people making up crap. and then. Yeah, I wouldn't have a great way to verify some of that. But yeah. I, yeah. But I would feel really good that there's not many or any that we no. haven't responded to. So, And it's, it's me and Pat. Listen. It's, we're still a two-man shop right now. <laughs> I mean, we got Ash Morrison helping out on European Tour DFS, but Ash doesn't answer emails. But listen, he is fire when it comes to Euro DFS. So check yeah. his article out. All right, Pat. Um, if I'm looking at some players, first of all, I'm, I'm just going to skip around here. You mentioned Sang Moon Bay. I'm, I am excited about Sang Moon Bay playing. He has served his military obligation to South Korea. He's going from wielding an AK-47 to a 47-degree pitching wedge, and I'm excited. So Sang Moon is back, and he's a good player, and he's probably going to remind us of how good of a player he actually is very quickly. So I see Sang Moon Bay as a GPP play this week, 
and likely going forward it, until he hits because he will hit. I, I'm sure he's thrilled to have that behind him. And now he can focus on his PGA Tour career and making it a long-term thing for him. Um, he's had success. He had success on tour before. It's it's you know, it's exciting to see him back. He's a good player. He's won here before. Obviously, you can't look at any stats on the guy because we don't have any that are in the last two years. But unless we're talking about like, never mind. But anyway. I like saying Moonbay. GPP play. I, I'm I'm interested to see what the guy has. Yeah. I mean. Okay. You got to play him. I feel like you got to play him this week in a GPP. You, you don't got to play him. You don't got to play him. I do. I'm playing him because I love the guy, and I want to play him week one. Another guy I like, his last name also starts with a B, which is interesting. He has gained 15 and a half strokes total on this golf course in the last since they started playing it uh, at Silverado. He's also a friend of ours, friend of the podcast, has been on this podcast before and mentioned that he loves golf courses that are not your bomb and gouge courses. He loves golf courses that require you to be accurate off the tee, shape your shots, and it's Scott Brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, local guy. I feel the like local guy for us. Local not, guy not for local us. Napa local, guy. yeah. I'm sorry, not local, not local to Napa, but local for us, and also a birdie maker. I mean, Scott's just a birdie maker. If he gets hot, he's going to be hot. If he has an early tee time Thursday, possibly consider a first round leader bet on old Scott Brown. So he's he another. He's another guy well out west too. So. He does. Yeah. How about you? Give me a couple. Um. So. I think you just – I would have a hard time, and he'll be he'll be one of the higher-priced guys, I think. But I think Tony Finau is going to be – Agree. A, a like Extremely him. good play this week. You know, you look at par-5 scoring, birdie or better percentage. Um, you know, even Eagles gained. He's, he's right up there at the very top. I mean, this is a guy that just can score. Um, you know, you mentioned um, – Scott Brown and the and the, the the fifteen strokes gained on the field. Well, I mean, Finau's right there with him. So, and uh, has pretty good course history here uh, at Silverado. You know, a T twenty six last year, thirty two before that, and then the twelfth in two thousand fifteen. So, and you're, if you're looking at course history this week, by the way, I, I will say this: everyone knows I'm typically a course history guy. It's really hard to peg that this week because there's just such a you know you got all these web.com guys and everything else, but. Finau is obviously one of the class players in this field. I, I, I won't be surprised if he's over 10K when pricing comes out. So uh, he, he's probably going to be one of my top guys this week. Um, I, I love him. And I'm going to play him. I think cash, GPP, whatever. Yeah, he checks all the boxes from a stat category, par 5 scoring, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Finau. If he's over 10K, I'll still have some of them. Yeah. Uh, another guy I'll throw out there. Um, is and and this is another guy that just tends to pop for me, especially on the West Coast. And um, you know he is a bomber, but he's you know he plays these tight courses as well. And that's Luke List. You know, mm. I think um, you know you're look if you're looking at the par fives where he's going to score. I, I love that. Um, he off the tee, he checks the box there. 
so I think I think Luke List could be a, a pretty good play this week as well. I think I'm out on List just because, and it's purely an ownership play. I feel like he the DFS world loves Luke List. I like Luke List too. I, that I just, is true. That is he true. doesn't quite finish the way he needs to finish. I, I will be interested to see his price compared to Jamie Lovemark. Very similar game. Yeah. And I very, like Lovemark too. Very similar skill set. Both bombers. Both score well in the par fives. Lovemark's a California guy as well. Um, and I would argue had a better year than Luke List by far. I think he's a better player. I, I'll be interested to see their pricing. I'll be interested to see where they fall in, in the pricing. But I would I would prefer Lovemark. I if List, depending on his price, I mean, he may be a player I completely fade just for that reason. Um, another another California guy that I kind of like that that played really well in the beginning, middle of the year last year, faded in the end because of an injury, but then kind of started popping again towards the very end of the season, and that's JJ Spawn. JJ Spawn checks some boxes for me as far as those key stat categories I mentioned. He is a definitely a scorer. I mean, he we saw him score a lot last year, and with the scoring conditions being what they will likely be at Silverado, I think that's important. And I'm not sure a whole lot of people will be on him just because he did go through a pretty rough patch there, and it was a, a little bit of an injury concern, but it appeared that you know, towards the end of the season, he he recovered a little bit. So I like JJ Spawn. Um, I like Lucas Glover a good bit. Ball strikers, golf course. He is a terrible putter, but Poa kind of to me. I mean, I don't really. I just don't wait putters a whole lot on Poa just because it's such a weird grass and. In the afternoon, especially, it gets bumpy, and you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, if he gets the right kind of roll going, he could be all right. But he's definitely a ball striker. Uh, he checks the boxes for me there. So I'm going to have some Lucas Glover. I don't really, I don't really care what the price is. Um, Hagee, Brandon Hagee, Web.com guy last year, retained his tour card this year. He is an absolute bomber. Scores well in the par fives. Started to heat up at the end of last year before the uh, before the FedEx playoffs got going. He didn't quite make the playoffs, but uh, I like Hagee. I think he's a California guy as well. I'm pretty sure, or at least like somewhere near west west side of the U- west coast side of the U.S. <laughs> like somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Well, so that, there's a few more for me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, you know, Kevin Nas got to be a guy that you got to look at, at this week. I mean. He's never finished outside of the top 10 in, in three tries on this course. You know, he's had a T3, a second place in 2016 or 15, and then seventh last year. Uh, Kevin Nye is, is to me, is, is should be a, a probably a cash lock for you. Um, who else? I don't know. You know, Webb's a little bit interesting to me coming out onto a, you know, a, a course like this where. He probably should play well. I mean, the guy, you know, he hits fairways, and and he doesn't have great course history here, which is surprising to me. Maybe he drinks too much wine when he gets well, out there. Well, but, okay, I looked at that too. 2015 and 2016 is what is, I, th- I believe that's when his, his uh, let me let me, let me me double check that real quick while I'm here. Yeah, it depends on where you look, by the way. I hate this, because if you look at stuff, sometimes it'll say 2017, because that was last, but really it was 16. 
I, I don't right, get into the, the whole the like season. season deal. Yeah. I don't get into that. I get into the year that it was actually played. Okay, yeah. Okay, so 20... Jeez, that's confusing. Yeah, so last year he didn't play well, and I think part of that... I mean, the beginning of the year last year, he still didn't have that whole putter putter, thing figured out. Yeah, And and it played so much softer last year. So I think it played in favor of the Bombers. 2015, he missed the... or Yeah, the year before that, he missed the cut, whatever. But I I, I like Webb. I like the momentum that he had. The fact that he made the, the final 30 for the Tour Championship is impressive. He's actually been putting a lot better towards the end of the year, if you look at mm-hmm. it. And he's one of the best strokes gained approach guys on the PGA Tour. So yeah. he was I, really on I'm fire. I'm a fan. If you look at the playoffs, other than the Dell Championship playoffs, he, he was he was money, man. He's in yeah. good shape right now. He is so due for a win, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm liking Weber this week. All right, so let's talk about some maybe some Web.com guys that we think could. Could f- All right. fly in here and win. Um, I think you ride some form, and you go Keith Mitchell. Big fan of Keith Mitchell. Bulldog! Georgia, Georgia Bulldog, which, you know, you guys know we're big Georgia fans. Georgia Bulldog, and Keith has been playing out of his mind in the last, like, two months. He's, like, just come on in the last if couple months. If you talk to any of those Bulldogs... They, they used they, to play with him. They yeah. and, and of course they always have all you know. They all love each other, I guess. <laughs> but but Keith Mitchell, I think, is probably one of the most talented guys who has not gotten a full season on tour yet. So yeah, he's he might be my favorite Web.com guy in this field. Um, you know, Aaron Wise is interesting to me. He's gotten some, I mean, he's played PGA Tour events before and not played well, but I think the fact now that he's secured his card, he could he could play a little differently. He's a very t- he's a extremely talented guy, had a great college career, and I think he's going to have a good career on the PGA Tour. He just didn't show it last year when he had opportunity limited opportunities uh through other exemptions, but I kind of, you know, I mean, if you want to take a flyer on Aaron Wise, if he's one of the cheaper guys, I don't, I don't mind Tim. I don't really have a whole lot. I mean, Sam Saunders, who, if you want to call him a web.com guy, I mean, he's always had some starts on the PJ Tour. Sam's been playing tremendously well, 59 uh, last week, and um, just really played well. I, can't, I still can't believe he lost to Jonathan Berg, but, um, I mean, after shooting 50, I mean, he just, he lit it up. Um, so he's obviously playing really well. I think he's. I think he's probably feeling confident. Uh, he's played this event before and never done well, but he seems like a different player. I mean that that is that is something that we we didn't talk about. But I mean, you do have some of these guys who are PJ Tour Web dot com journeymen who have been on there before, and sometimes they just peak late or for whatever reason they they turn into this different player and. I think sometimes because of that, you got to be careful that you don't get too hung up in their history at some of these events. I mean, Sam Saunders is clearly playing a different level of golf than he's played in the previous years. I mean, I remember watching Sam Saunders years, like three or four years ago, and he's a hack. So he's clearly doing something right. So, you know, if you want to ride the form wave, I think that's interesting. Yeah, no, I agree there. I, I just think um... – 
I don't know. Chesson Hadley is, and I talked about him earlier. He's another one that's just been playing absolutely. I mean, he he was obviously the the leading money winner. Um, won twice, I believe. Could have won this past week. I, wasn't he get right there in the hunt at the end? So um, is he is he in the field? Yeah. Oh yes. I yeah. missed him. So I mean, I like I like Chesson um, a, a ton. You know. A guy that tended to, I mean, we saw him out on tour a little bit earlier in the year just because he had done so well on the web.com is, is uh, Steven Yeager. I mean, I think he's he's another guy that's, that's I, I believe, in the field this week could, could be uh, could be a, another good play. I mean, there there's a lot of these web.com. I, and that's, you, you, like you mentioned earlier, you see these guys win these tournaments in this fall swing. I mean, they're one. I, I will. I will almost be willing to bet that one of these web.com graduates wins the tournament in this fall swing. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet. I mean, they're also making up a large majority of the field, but yeah, they're. I think that's a safe bet. Although I don't see Jaeger or Hadley in the field. So Pat, I, I, I don't know what you're doing right now. But are you I sure? Don't. I mean, yeah. Now, was... granted, the field just came out like an hour ago. It did. It did. That's true. It just got finalized an hour ago. But I don't. I don't know. And now okay. I'm. Okay. I've had some bullet bourbon. Neat, straight up. So <laughs> I've I don't had know. some rosé. Um. Anyway, other players I like not Web.com grads. Um, I'm gonna have. Let's see. Let me let me think about who might be higher priced. I think Bud Colley is interesting. Tends to play okay on a little shorter track. Checks the box from a stack category for me. So I like Bud. Um, I think Grayson Murray is interesting. Just the par five angle could be uh, could be good if the rough is short. I mean, and we'll probably hear from a caddy or two, maybe even a player or two by Wednesday if the rough doesn't seem to be too penal. I like I, that will probably raise Grayson Murray up a few notches in my book just because he's a bomber. I think Chad Campbell is in the field. Everyone forgets about freaking Chad Campbell. Dude is just a stud. He's just. By, by, by the way, let me just let me let me back up here. I'm looking at the field on the Safeway Open website and Chesson Hadley and Steven Yeager in the field. OK, so good. Sh- yeah, so I, shut up. Well, there's 144 people, man. I'm scrolling. I, mean, I don't even on, know what. What are you looking at? If you I'm can't scrolling on Bullet Bourbon, I just missed Hadley and Jaeger. I'm sorry. Nice. Anyway, um, who was I even talking about? <laughs> I don't know. You weren't listening, were you? Oh, Chad Campbell. Yeah. I think Big Tex, man. I think he's. I think he's a. He's a sneaky play. Uh, so Murray Campbell. If I'm gonna go, who I think will be a little cheaper. I have some interest in Scott Stallings, Smiley Kaufman, actually. Good Ooh, Kaufman. Par 5 score. Uh, both Smiley and Stallings checking some, some stat categories for me. Have a little interest in Sung Kang. Just a little bit. That little, guy's solid in terms little, like these. Yeah, a little something popping for me with Sung Kang. And then finally, the, the only other guy, well, no, I'm going to name two guys. Uh, Ches Reeve, I think, is a good play. He's gained 19 strokes at this event in the past, uh, in the, since it's been held here. I kind of like the the old chesticle. Don't mind him. And then the last guy I'm going to give you is is tends to be a favorite of mine. And listen, people, 
I only mention him a few times a year, but when I mention him, I usually get it right. He's gained about 10 strokes total since, uh, since the Safeway went to Silverado, and that's, uh, that's Fabian Gomez, Ooh, old, old Selena's Fabian. daddy. I like a little Fabian. He's a great GIR guy, accurate as heck off the tee. Uh, that, that's, that's my guy. If he's, if he's a cheaper option, I like him a lot. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I only got a couple more guys I'll mention. Um, I like Bud Colley. I think he'll probably be in that 8, 9K range, um, but checks the box on stroke scan approach and off the tee and obviously had a very good year last year. I think that's going to continue into the fall. Well, I say last year. It's actually this year, but whatever with this whole stupid. You would say last season, Pat. Last season. Mm-hmm. I can, It's got. I, don't, I, I, I could go on a rant on how – they do this, but anyway. Uh, and then Graham Dillette. He, he is also very intriguing to me. Checks the box on strokes, gain off the tee and approach. Mm. I don't know what his price is going to be, obviously, but I do like some Graham Dillette this week, as long as he can hit the greens, which 